Dr. Khalid Galant, the CEO of the South African Institute for Drug-Free Sport. I'll ask you your prediction on Bafana Bafana later. It's now time for us to talk about uh, some more positive developments at sides. School children caught doping to gain an edge in sport could face expulsion as a new testing program launched early on in the week. Now, there's retroactive testing for a nasty little performance in, uh, enhancer called EPO, erythro preteen. Tell us a little bit more about this legislation that could see school children face expulsion. I mean, that's quite drastic, even if they are in the wrong. Uh, yeah, good afternoon. It's, uh, legis- it's not new legislation. Um, it's a project or a program that we're launching that's in compliance with the Schools Act, which is existing legislation, and uh, the Drug-Free Sport, uh, Drug-Free, Drug-Free Sport Act. Uh, so we're combining the objectives and uh, the mandate from those two legislations to address uh, the issue of uh, drawing steroid use uh, in high school. Do you think that it's going to that it is actually going to to uh, prevent guys from using? I mean, a lot of the time they they they're duped and you know coerced into using these performance enhancers. And I only fear that you know you're not punishing the guys that are actually uh, the root cause of this. The, the you know the, the the overbearing coaches, the the guys that are pushing these banned substances uh, to get the the young impressionable folk to use them. You're quite correct on the root causes, um, but you know you're using a bit of a strong word for in terms of preventing. Uh, I don't think I'm, we're going to be so naive, you know, to go into a project and, say, and thinking we're going to pre- prevent total, you know, drug use and then steroid use. What we are trying to do is uh, deter, increase the deterrent, but also approach it from an angle, as you say, with a coercion from adults. Um, look, um, focus more on the values. And, you know, um, allow kids to have certain decision-making responsibilities and skills so that they can make these choices for themselves in the face of being coerced. And you're quite correct. I mean, the majority of cases uh, that we've had that we've come across, uh, coaches, parents, and uh, even teachers have been very complicit uh, in um, kids taking the route of uh, steroid use. Uh, So it's... um, you know, focusing on the values and also not only um, the deterrent factor in terms of testing, but also interacting and, and providing information to parents and coaches. There's this, there's this fascination in the country, obsession with size, uh, that no matter what the sport is, every coach and every teacher is telling, or parent is telling kids they have to be big and they have to be bulk, uh, bulked up. So no matter if the kid is a scum-up or a prop or playing water polo, there's this obsession with size and, you know, the shortest cut towards um, getting big is through steroids, but you're also one of the most dangerous. All right. And uh, this, this EPO, I mean, on the, on the ring of uh, performance enhancers, uh, could you even give these, these nefarious things a score of 1 to 10? I mean, how dangerous is it? How prevalent? How threatening is it to uh, uh, young sports people? Okay, the EPO uh, issue is very different from the steroid issue. Uh, we haven't identified uh, high EPO use or any EPO use amongst uh, high school athletes. The EPO use that we're focusing on is uh, predominantly in our elite sports, our professional sports, and uh, we've identified you know, cycling um, uh, as a, a, a target sport, and that's what the retroactive testing is uh, after the... Uh, the positive case of one of the national cyclists uh, last year. 
Uh, again, the EPO um, issues and the retroactive issues is part of our due diligence to be able to say South Africa doesn't have or does have um, a sophisticated doping infrastructure, as was alluded to in the Lance Armstrong case, that the infrastructure was very prevalent in the U.S. and Europe. So cycling is a, a big sport in South Africa, and we have to do our own due diligence to be able to answer that question. Dr. Khalid Galant, he is the CEO of South African Institute for Drug-Free Sport. Bottom line, I suppose the, 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 the best thing young people can do is just to try and upskill themselves and, uh, and try and find out what it is that uh, brings them down. In other words, you know, what are the things that are going to threaten me? What are the things that I'm going to be found out and, and proved uh, positive for doping? Just to protect themselves. I mean, the, the best uh, remedy to this type of thing is, is just educating our youths against the pitfalls of using performance-enhancing substances. Uh, you're correct that you mentioned, you know, the, the issue of upskilling. And again, you know, not only on, obviously, uh, cheating and on doping things, but when you're playing a sport, if you want to excel in a sport, uh, every sport has specific skills. You know, if you're going to be a hockey player or you're going to be a fly-off, uh, you have to be a really good kicker. You have to focus on the skills of kicking or running or speed, you know, and not only look at, you know, what's the shortest cut, well, what is the quickest way I can get there? Uh, because steroids are not going to give you skill. Um, no skill comes uh, in a plastic bottle. You know, it's hard work. And what people often, often forget and, and don't see that it's skill, technique, and also mental training that makes our athletes excellent, not only size. Oh, well, I'm just having a look at uh, Malcolm Lunger, South African cycling legend. He's been out of the game since 2011, but he confirmed that his career path was inhibited by the widespread use of performance-enhancing drugs in the professional peloton during his cycling days. You know, it's a career that spanned two decades, and he's living proof. As you say, even if you are upskilled, the professional, uh, the game of professional sport nowadays is so tainted, so uh, full of uh, uh, doping and, and that type of thing because it's become professional, it's, it's worth so much money, that even knowing what's right and wrong yourself won't necessarily protect you. Uh, you're correct, and uh, Malcolm has a book out, and he talks about this Faustian bargain that, uh, in his case, many cyclists have to make when you have to crossroads. Um, you know, with it, you know, to go one way to cheat or to um, go another way, and you know, think that the playing field is not uh, level, as you know, people like Lance Armstrong have said. Well, our part of our job is to um, ensure that the clean athlete can compete fairly, uh, but we cannot use the example that everyone. Uh, else is doping, so that's, you know, I have to dope, dope too, you know, to level the playing field. If we use, you know, such an example of a value in common society, if everyone is corrupt, uh, then I also have to cheat. I have to, have to be corrupt uh, to get a slice of the pie. And that's just a perverse, you know, justification. Um, in, you know, in the case of Lance Armstrong, when he was, you know, talking about the level playing field, he, he is regretful, you know, now, not so much that he cheated, but that he got caught. Uh, so that's not a value, um, you know, that we, we want to impart to sport. Our job is to, you know, in other words, protect the clean athletes so that they can compete, you know, cleanly and fairly. And, you know, even in the case of Malcolm Langer, where he claims he may not have achieved the highest level, at the end of the day, he can, he can sleep and have a clear conscience uh, that he did not cheat, that his 
athletic achievements were based on excellence and hard work. And, you know, we, we, we can't be that cynical about our sports achievements every time someone wins a gold medal. You know, we're suspicious of it. You know, we have to have the confidence uh, that people are competing cleanly and that uh, their athletic ability is about excellence in sport. Well, Dr. Khalid Galant, it's always uh, such a mixed bag when I speak to you. I feel so positive because you you guys are doing such great work trying to prevent the scourge of performance enhancers and, and doping in sport. But then I get so depressed when you explain to me how dire the situation is. I really need to hold my thumbs. And if I believed in that type of thing, I'd pray every day and uh, make sure that uh, every little bit of hope, every little bit of uh, energy is directed to ensuring that our youngsters don't fall prey to this. Uh, yeah, and, you know, we have to have that optimistic uh, outlook. You know, that's what sport is about, you know, why we compete, you know, for the, the spirit of sport and for the competitive, um, you know, um, nature of sport and for the health and well-being of sport. Uh, so, we, we, you know, we have to, you know, transcend the cynicism um, uh, um, for competing in sport or for, you know, our sporting heroes. I mean, we, you know, there's a lot of cynics uh, in society and we shouldn't allow those cynicism to pervade or invade sport. So you're quite correct, and I'm glad that we should keep an optimistic view uh, for sport. All right, Dr. Khalid Gilland, we'll leave it at that. Snafkin Institute for Drug-Free Sports CEO, a regular on the program. Good luck, and as I say, in Africa, it's stacked uh, for and two, and uh, let's just hope that uh, you carry on with that good work and, and continue chipping away at that massive iceberg. Thank you.